Hey everybody, on this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 17, 100 Days. Find out how Kirkman and his, his administration deal with so many different subjects, including that testy issue of gun control. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! I miss the music. I missed it's it. it. I miss the dance and every Wednesday night. <laughs> you mean you just didn't play this for yourself when you're gone next last you Wednesday? Know, I had a two-hour uh, plane ride today, and I should have just played it the entire time. You know, how many times could I get this song in? <laughs> yeah, like 24 times. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Designated Survivor After Show. Of course, we're breaking out every episode this season of Designated Survivor, airing Wednesday nights on ABC. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm one of your hosts, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. What is up, everyone? Sorry, I'm talking to everyone on the live chat. I see all of you there. Thank you very much for joining us. You can follow me away from the live chat, away from the show on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV. No, that is wrong. I am at the only MC on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> it switched over a couple weeks ago. I still have not officially, I guess, come back. At the only MC, Instagram, Twitter. We're talking Oreos tonight, but I had a bunch of donuts in the last couple days. See a great picture on my Instagram. So proud of you. Thanks for the story, Michael. I'm Renee Ariel, wow. and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. Mm. And I have a new blog post up, so go to sextingandthecity.com and read what you're thinking when he's not texting back. Hey, great story. Oh. <laughs> and of course, folks, you can always like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And Michael's got the chat up and running, so feel free to jump in. Share your thoughts about the series in general or this episode in particular. But as, I, as always, folks, I mean, sure, we come here to ta- designate Survivor, and that's what you come here to watch. But we all know in our hearts what we're really here for is to talk Oreos. Yeah, let's uh, do it. And of course, you know, a few weeks ago, we started off the Oreo kick with Oreo Peeps. Uh, now, Renee was not here that episode and we'd be remiss before we move on to the flavor of the week not to give Renee a chance to hop back in time and join the rest of us with a little taste of the Oreo peeps. Are you sure though? Like, yes, are absolutely. You sure you so please everybody, uh, let's watch Renee's expression. There's only oh, yes. three left. If they were so bad, why did you all eat them? Well, we didn't say they're bad. This is your, you gotta taste them. It smells like frosting. Okay, that's great. Ooh, drum roll. Oh, listen to that. Just that, that crunch. <laughs> Sounds like a broken bone or something like that. Oh. And it tastes like All right. your facial expression? Yes. Unimpressed. It tastes like a stale vanilla Oreo. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. It's probably, you know, not as crisp. It's, well, it's in a fresh, it's a fresh and sealed package. It does not taste like Peeps, and this actually doesn't bug me. Oh, wow. So you like what? this better than Red Velvet? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, was going to be way worse, guys. This is nothing. Oh, look at that. Well, moving on to the flavor of this episode, though. Christine was uh, very kind to get us. Cinnamon bun. Yes. You talked about it on the Twitter. There's so much talk this week on the Twitterverse. That's right. We delivered, though. We got to get there the you go. So, uh, Christine, please do the honors of opening up yeah. that freshness seal there. You know, we were talking last week that I would start this episode with a retraction oh, yes. of last right. week's statement. But I'm going to hold off just in case these are better than the other ones. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Right? Okay. So let's just. Oh, Ooh, just what's wrong with that? that? Wait, what happened in the middle? The engineers. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ivan says, "Don't turn your back on the OG Oreos, Renee." They are never the best. <laughs> oh, I will. Uh, all right, Let's I'm excited. Ooh. Now, cool. oh, thanks. Oh, you're not getting them both for yourself. Yeah, I, don't worry. <laughs> the, the episode's young. That laugh sounds like the beginning of that. Spice Holy, can Girl we talk song? about the smell real quick? 
<laughs> smells great. These, this is like no, the, probably the most smell of any Oreo. Absolutely, I would agree with you on that. Very cinnamony. Uh, smells like yes. cinnamon. Ready? What? Oh. I'm hit or miss. Wait, what what, are you, what are you missing? Once. How is it a hit or miss yet? <laughs> <laughs> What's not working for you, Michael Klaus? I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe just I was expecting more cinnamon. I mean, they're good. I'm not like over the over the fence but, about them. The cookie is cinnamon flavored. The cream is still regular. Maybe that's overpowering the taste. It tastes like a Teddy Graham. Hmm. Like it tastes like all out like a Teddy Graham. I know this because I forgot about Teddy Grahams and then I took a bite and then I remembered all about Teddy Grahams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These that's very give scientific. me like major mm. Dunkaroo vibes. I've been saying this. They smell like Dunkaroos. Hmm? You guys ever had Dunkaroos? Mm-hmm. The chocolate one. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Initial impressions, though. How does this rank in terms of your others? Christine, do you need to wait to the end of the episode before you can fully rank these? No, I'm going to give them a solid two and make my retraction. All right. So <laughs> you got a red two? Out of five or ten? Um, wait, is like one number one? Yeah. Well, okay. Of, uh, yes, out of the ones we've eaten. Out of the ones we've eaten? I was seeing that... Um, uh, what did I say? The lemon Oreos were the yes. best yeah. in terms lemon of like Oreos, eatability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could have like ten of those. The red velvet ones were so good, but they were so rich that I felt like I couldn't have that many in one sitting. But mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> um, putting it all into perspective, I might have to get red velvet. The numero uno. See, I'm glad I missed last week because I'm not a red velvet fan. Yeah, I'd like a lot. So of we stuff. need to bring those back so you can try them. That's right. Oh, we don't have to do that. Um, uh, what do you mean? But people are wondering: Are these worth the buy? We say yeah. I say, I yeah. say yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Just no. go for wow. OG. No. Keep it easy. Don't listen to her. It's no, no, cool. If you want to spice up your life, these are the way to go. OG. Right. If you want to spice up your life, add some milk. Maybe you do oh. chocolate <laughs> milk. Milk. We're, we're arguing too much over Oreos. We need to argue <laughs> over politics, like That's tonight. Right. So anyway, just so everybody knows, at the, the end of the debate, this is number one. So there you go, guys. <laughs> Boo to you, Michael Class. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that, that's your number one? Number one, absolutely. Right. Really? Yes, no, lemon. It. Number one, I'm not, not buckling from this one. I feel like this one's going to go season long. I, saw right. I, jumped, I jumped shipped on the lemon one. <laughs> they, were, they are really good, though. Mm. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we start this week's episode of Designated Survivor with Tom Kirkman in front of the press saying, you know what? I wanna, I'm going to call him the mulligan so far, my administration. I want another 100 days, and we're going to start the clock right now. Just because there's, I guess there's been a few things happening during the, the first few days of his administration. You know, he had to deal with terrorist attacks, bombings, very unusual entry for a president. So he asks for another 100 days. Uh, unusual, would you give, if you were in that situation, would you ask for that? Would you, would you be cool with giving him that? I thought it was very fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you think when a president's first 100 days start, you know, when they get uh, actually sworn in, but the three months that they have, or two months that they have, by the time they were elected, they have time to plan out whatever they're doing in the first 100, 100 days. You know, the first 100 days is really the first 170 days. You know, it's not actually the first 100 days. There's lots of planning that goes into that. And, and so I think it's very fair to give him that. And I think it actually, you know, and I realize this really plays off last week's episode with the former president saying, you're only reacting. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not governing, you're reacting. Sure. You need to govern. And so I thought it was very interesting that this week they came out and it was a lot of governing and not a lot of reacting. So it seems like he definitely took the advice. Yeah, I would definitely allow that because considering the circumstances, I think that's what you have to kind of give it a chance. It's not like a normal situation. So, yeah, I think it was completely fair. 
Now, seeing this, I mean, because certainly, and Michael Klaus has gone on record about many times, there's so many different storylines going on at once. You've got the mm-hmm. family, you've got the politics, you've got the conspiracy, many other things. Seeing this episode where you see a lot of governing happening, uh, would you be more excited to see the show if they started dim- diminishing the conspiracy and focusing more on the governing? I was thinking about that uh, right when the episode ended, um, just that they drove that point home that this whole episode was about governing. We got the little bits and pieces of trying to follow leads, but even then they kind of crushed it in the the final scene where we still don't Mm -hmm. get any answers, which is so frustrating. But um, actually, to your point, I think they actually did a pretty good job this episode of blending all of those elements because we still did see the family. We got a little bit of them following up on the conspiracy, but overall it was about governing. Um, So I think they they executed that well. but I personally would want to see more about the conspiracy. That, to me, was the the most engaging part of this season, for me, at least. Okay. Right? Uh, for, you know, for me, it's like, as a West Wing fan, I'm always a sucker for just some good political discourse and uh, drama and intrigue. So, for me, seeing an episode like this was like, all right, you know, it's not, it's not West Wing, but at least it's going, it's it's in the, it's on the, the highway driving towards the ballpark. Okay. Um... What was I going to say? I uh, I actually I enjoyed the balance a little bit that tonight provided. I did not think that it was going to be as political as it got. I mean, like specific issues, and that's something we can talk about. Where you know, I think it it was very political. I think I think it strayed more left. I think it was a little left leaning of the topics that they talked about and, and his stance on some of those. Um, but I I didn't mind the the balance more of. Um, getting to see the politics and even there was a, a shot again where it actually showed like the press and there was like a couple anchor reads and I was like that's something that I had talked about previously of wanting to see that of wanting to yeah. see the reaction and so actually I really enjoyed that yeah I, I actually agree with Michael I liked the balance of it I wish that we got to see a little bit more of the conspiracy not in the sense mm-hmm. of more um, scenes of it just them actually getting somewhere because the sec- like this episode I was so excited they were really moving forward they were one step ahead at one point and then we're right back to where we were with other situations which, which Christine and I were actually talking about before we came in so that was the one disappointment for me however I do like I really enjoyed watching Hannah like on this chase I thought that was very entertaining yep. Yeah. Although I am getting, just to jump to the conspiracy part of it, because it was a smaller part of the episode, I am getting frustrated that every time they find somebody that can give them some information, oh. they get killed in that episode. <laughs> I'm like, come on. This is getting really irritating. And you finally think someone's going to live because they're like, no, 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 don't don't shoot her. And then he doesn't, and you're like, oh, good, she's going to yep. live. And then she pulls out a gun, and then they have to kill her. Yeah. Which, which I will say also, she has a gun on her, and yet she's actually fighting with Hannah. Why are you fighting with Hannah if you have a gun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a really good point. Just take that gun and I literally shooting. just thought about this of like, you're having a fist fight. Nope. You bring a gun to a fist fight, you're going to win. I also think, I mean, I, I'm, I am pissed that they killed her off so quickly. But at the same time, thinking about it, I think I was more pissed off about the way Peter McLeish died because he had a bigger story arc. And there was so yeah. much more to find from him with um, Brooke Matheson. That was her name. Yep. Um, we only saw like bits and pieces of her. She was really relevant when... Um, obviously when she killed Jason Atwood's son mm-hmm. and obviously knowing that she was the puppet master behind a lot of things but I mean they didn't really give her a chance to develop anyway they just kind of at all yeah. and we were it, just it learning like, about her exactly yeah. and you think we, we'd get something that would make I mean at least the viewers feel better about the fact that she killed this guy's son like we, we, we needed something more than just her getting killed yeah. immediately you know like that didn't make us feel anything yeah. it was just kind of like okay now that's over on to the next when she killed this guy's son like you think 
I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm I'm annoyed that they killed that storyline so quickly. There is yeah. really little satisfaction when you see how mysteriously she was built up, uh, you know, throughout the course of the majority of the season, and then just in this episode, just like that, you're like that, that was it for all this build up with her and how. Yeah, I was like the, the hope was there. Yeah, the hope was like, oh man, we're gonna find out more. She's gonna be able to connect the dots or something, and I feel like yeah, we're back to square one of searching again. Yeah, especially if you're going to start offering up the ideas of, like, you know, why she fell off the grid and what happened to her father and stuff like that. So yeah. you're learning a bit about her backstory, but now she's dead and we'll never really know any real, <laughs> real reasons for her. I'm like, oh, all right. I would have been much happier if after she died it showed a scene of them, like, searching her or something, and then they found just a bit of evidence, something, a puzzle piece to this massive puzzle that we still really don't know much about. Um, I mean, I guess they found out the what, what their plans are, but just, like, another person, anything else, like to lead them to the next step, because now I guess they kind of know what they're planning on doing, but other than who, that... Who's a bad guy? Who, who is a bad guy anymore? Right? That's the problem. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about That's that. Who, there's no one that they actually... Well, I'm thinking no about that of. now. Like, she can't be the only person in play. Like, she's she's out, but we don't know who else she was working with. I guess they'll introduce mm-hmm. that new bad guy later. But right now, you're right. We're, we're left with nothing. But the preview did say, I forgot the beginning, but it was saying when you don't know who the terrorist is, pretty much, or when, when mm-hmm. you don't. So I'm thinking they're they're kind of foreshadowing that it might be someone that we do know. Right. Well, I would think it's with like la- the last circles. couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks they've teased. You know, there have been leaks in the White House. There still, we don't know who, you know, released some information. So I think that that makes sense that it will end up being someone that we know about, that we're kind of surprised. Um, which again leads into the question of Aaron, good or bad. And I, I, I think I'm I'm leaning strongly more towards that he's good. You don't find him working for Hook Stratton kind of suspect? No, because I don't think he wanted to work for Hook Stratton. I mean, well, I, yeah. I see that he wanted to be a lobbyist. He wanted to get out of the game and until his cousin convinced him, which they, again, they really played up the fact that, oh, he could be bad. Look at him talking in a foreign language. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> they did do that. Yeah, and you're like, okay, you're really trying to make him seem bad, which I think, you know, Ivan agrees. Aaron, good. That's so. right. Before we hop over to that side, though, let's talk about one last thing with the mm-hmm. uh, the Hannah storyline. So we got Atwood back in yeah. action. We saw him yeah. uh, at the gym, you know, baking some gains, pulling a Michael yeah. Klaus, <laughs> pumping some iron. I thought I saw him in there the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was killing that LA bench press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he actually, at first, when he goes off on that reckless driver, and Hannah's like, "Okay, this is not a great idea. I can't take you with me." Yeah, that was. Imagine being the reckless driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. What are you doing, boy? Like, <laughs> Raise your hand if you thought that that was actually some kind of conspiracy. I did for a half a second. I was uh, like, no, no, no. You just thought it was just a random driver. Yeah, I didn't think much of it because they it's do kind that. of unnecessary, though. That it's always a like, what's happening? And they're like, ah, just kidding. In the show, often. It happens. Because they, they not only did they cut the car swerve in front, but they had another car directly behind. And so it was, was like, while they were on their way to investigate. Yeah. So I, I did kind of think that at first. And then when mm-hmm. it wasn't, I was like, oh, okay, why did he need to throw a tantrum? Like, why was that necessary? But he comes around at the end. He stalks up on Hannah at the end like, I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, all right. You weirdo. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's go do this. And the other last thing is uh, our boy Chuck. He shows up and poor Chuck. Uh, first, he gets his heart broken by Hannah because you think he's like, wow, it's like, oh, yeah, I can yeah. get you a better futon. Like, I'm only here for a few more days where nobody can find me. They they wouldn't think to look at me here. And I was like, oh, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> like, poor Chuck. I looked over at you, Frank. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. And then he gets his apartment blown up. 
just because he's hanging out with Anna. This what is happens? not no. she, she ain't no good. No. no. She ain't no good. <laughs> that was a great moment though, right before that when she smelled the gas and he's like, Oh yeah, they already like came to look at what was the what was the gas company called that came to look at it? United American, DC United or DC something? United. United. Yeah. yeah. And then I love that moment where she's like, They're not the ones that check the gas leak. The firemen do. And then and then that was great. I felt that was yeah. a really great moment in Designated Survivor. I fully appreciated I that. that. I give you kudos. I like that. <laughs> And we had a nice, always the, the run down the hallways, explosions happen behind you. Slow-mo, yeah. There you go. Poor Chuck. I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I, where's Chuck going to be living now? Is he, he, he and Hannah going to be? hook up with Hannah. He's going to be like, Hannah, I got to stay with you, lady. I mean, my apartment <laughs> blew up. My apartment down blew a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sliding back over to Aaron, let's just take a moment to acknowledge Aaron's sweet unemployment hair. That, yeah, man. That, too, right <laughs> that hair was just was untamed. Like, not only that, but before kind of the show started, so many people were complimenting him on his style in this episode. They were like, whoa, Aaron, looking good. Looking like a zaddy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that mane was just untamed and flying was, out. Yeah. I loved it. Wow. I liked seeing him running. I was like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Tall, dark, and handsome. He's a powerful dark, runner. Yeah. I see you. I hate running. He's a, po- <laughs> Wait, he, he's a powerful Run runner. What's that, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a powerful runner? Just like look. Powerful. <laughs> he, I mean, okay. Biffy looked like he was hauling ass when he was running. It wasn't like just like a nice jog. Yeah, he was like, like a jog. That was a run. Like I'm know? chasing somebody. <laughs> he went on a run that morning. <laughs> like that's how I'd say it. <laughs> uh, I love that. But uh, then he, oh, I, the other part of the episode, as Michael was mentioning, his cousin uh, in town, and he's trying to set her up with a job with one yeah, of the other yeah. congressmen. Espinosa. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, who knows if she will play any other party? What, what odds are we ever see uh, Nadia ever again? We're never going to see her again. No, I say we are. No. I don't, see, I don't think they introduced her. There was like otherwise, there was like no point, I guess, other than Hookstrat and seeing Aaron. I like, got being the connection. But will we see um, Seth's friends again? <laughs> yeah. Or will they keep introducing these characters that we're going to see once, maybe twice, and then that's it? I thought she could have potentially been someone new um, to kind of further the idea that maybe Aaron's bad, maybe he's working in the shadows Mm -hmm. with something else, until they kind of had that heart-to-heart on the bridge when they were outside, and she's like... You know, you're the you're the like person who made it out of our town and yada yada. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess there's nothing there. But I mean, I, I could be wrong. They could just be setting it up that way. Now, if things uh, in your life, if they kind of go sour, you lose your job, or you know, fortune doesn't favor you, would would your first instinct be to go back to your hometown? Is that where you kind of go to kind of maybe kind of find yourself or kind of reestablish everything, or would you try to just like oh, I'm going to go somewhere else? I'm not going to go back to my hometown. It's a little too small for me. Well, if I needed time to, like, get my things together and think and figure out what's the next step for me, yeah, I'd go back home. Or I'd stay where I was. I wouldn't go to a new place. Yeah. Um, side note, very interesting that Aaron was actually born in Mexico. The real real character of Aaron, Adam Aiden Canto, oh. was born in Coahuila, Mexico. Mm. I think I'm saying that right. C-O-A-H-U-I-L-A, Mexico. Look at that. He sings? So, Acuna, I guess it's Acuna, Coahuila, Mexico. Ah. Does he sing and play guitar? Christine's trying to find him on Tinder right now. (laughs) You see swiping over here. (laughs) Aiden Canto. So, yes, that's his cousin with the job, and then it happens to run into Hookstratton there. And uh, Hookstratton says, you know what, you're too much of a, your talents are uh, too good to be just cast aside you can't leave you can't leave DC you, get you don't want to make that money as a lobbyist who <laughs> wants that kind of money he was fronting with that one I just do you think so do you think he was fronting do you think he was playing her to try to get a job on Ooh, her Ooh, interesting 
I yeah, I think honestly, aside from like the blow that he took, you know, they they played it up how dramatic it was that he was so hurt by the fact that the president could think that he was bad and the way he was treated, um, as to why he's so jaded now and doesn't want to be near the White House. But he's an ambitious guy. Like before this point, his character was really strong and driven and I don't think that he could just slink into a, a a B-list role or wh- however you want to look at it. I I think he's just meant for more, and I think he needs that little push, that little pep talk, which I think Hook Stratton gave to him, and it worked in his favor. You know, Hook Stratton mentioned something during the conversation. It's like, there you why are you so worried about? Because there's there's not a hint of a scandal with you leaving the White House. Do you think Aaron was premature in making that exit last week? Because Hook Stratton uh, says like I don't I don't know anything well, about it. Looking at it objectively, he now has everyone in town asking why he did it, and mm-hmm. they want a piece of his time. So it kind of does work in his favor to just leave, because now he could kind of go where he wants. I mean... I find it interesting, though, that he's really talking about there being a mess and saying, oh, the media, you know, sees this, and now they see a scandal. How is it going to look that he's now working, he resigns from the president to work for the Speaker of the House? Yeah. yeah. How, how, does, how does that look? I agree. Like, he's talking about there being a mess... It would have been less of a mess if he had stayed and they worked it out because at that point, people had already expected a mess from their presidency from the way it started. Like, if there was just one more little, you know, minor tiff, I think they probably would have overlooked that had he stayed. And then now we get this episode where, you know, Kirkman's starting over. It's his first 100 days. It could have been like a fresh start. He could have just stayed. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't have to be that way. Someone, yeah. put it, someone put it in the live chat that they think Hook Stratton is playing Aaron. I think so. I mean, I she, can see she, that. She's, he's such a huge asset to her. So, of course, she's going to manipulate him. She could be bad, for all we know. <laughs> you will think I anybody's mean, bad I, any second. Because you don't know. I stick by, I feel like Mike could also be bad. He's <laughs> yeah, too good. Still, still always Mike? with Mike, man. Because Look we like him too much. Every other character we've questioned, we've never questioned Mike, except for me. Now, because Hookstrand threw out to Aaron, he's like, you know, we may not have always seen eye to eye, but I've always respected you. Like, really? Did you, though? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't... She kind of kicked him on the way out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, she kind of you know, helped usher him out with that little leak to the, uh, the good old Abe Leonard there. But anyway, so it looks like he's now working there as the, uh, the chief strategist of the Speaker of the House. Yeah. And when he runs into Emily, Emily's like really frosty. And part of me is like, well, Emily, what did you expect this guy to do? I mean, he's either leaving town or he's becoming a lobbyist or he's going to try to stay in the game. Why are you going to be... Because she was so chilly with him. Maybe she's like, oh, i got to see my ex again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh... But she was hoping to move on with someone else, and now it's like, oh, this could be awkward if she sees me with someone. Her plan for stuff like that's like in the <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's I never didn't think happen. she was that cold with him. I feel like she's. I feel like she's been like that for a while with him because well, apparently it's either hot or, you know, or like lukewarm. Maybe like a maybe like kind of cold. Like no, it's ever since that day at the piano when she wouldn't play a song for him, and that was it. <laughs> Taking a request? No, I'm done. Okay. I think that initially when they started that little budding romance, I feel like it took a lot for her to like let him in. And then as soon as she found out that he could potentially be bad, like sh- sh- closed off. Like I don't think they'd ever went Here's back the thing, there. Here's the thing. You can't mix business. You know, business relationships like that where you're working never work. Are you speaking from experience? Oh, I'm speaking from multiple times of experience. 
multiple times of experience. I've been there too. Yeah. All right, uh, guys, we're gonna take a little moment here to have a little Michael and Christine moment here. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, guys. So let's, let's, let's I'm not, I'm not saying happen. it's not fun, but I, I'm saying it's you know there's something. That if it ends, it always ends badly. There's always the competition. Without I saying, mean, without naming any names, Michael Klaus, what was the who? the worst ending? <laughs> the worst. Well, it's not like it, I, I don't want to say it's like terrible endings because I, you know, I this I don't know how this is gonna come across. I pride myself on being someone that you know I I don't like bad endings. Like I try to be amicable no matter what. You um, just said they all ended badly. No, I said they didn't. They didn't end badly. They none of them. None ended. of them like in like explosion ended badly, but it always it's that that awkwardness and it, you know it doesn't work out because there's that competition or like you you complain about things that we're all experiencing in the workplace. Yeah, it, no, that never. No, and I think I learned my it. lesson. I think. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Christine. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I can agree with the fact that it has its fun moments. Um, yeah. Definitely. But I... It always starts out really well. It does. And it never mm. ends the way you think it will, nope. I say. Mm-mm. Not necessarily, like, really good or really bad, just not the way you think. I, I ended up dating somebody where I worked, but he got fired, like, right when we started dating. So it didn't last very long anyway. Well, that wasn't really your... So. F- then. So once he got fired, was that pretty much it for you guys? Yeah, fired from the job. <laughs> it was fired from my life. Yeah, I mean, it, it lasted for like maybe a week or two later, and kind of fizzled out. So, oh. it's not hot if you can't do stuff together at work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we should have to do stuff like regular people, like in our own homes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go gross. on dates and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone does say though. I've seen Grey's Anatomy workplaces relationships seem to be the norm, so it's got to be okay. That you know, <laughs> on Scandal too. On so. Scandal, yeah, but I don't think that main one worked out in Scandal, did it? Uh, TBD. I think Catch that's me what, on Thursdays. We'll talk about I it. I think that. Whoa. <laughs> tea. All right. Good tea. Got it. Just got saying. It. That was a good plug. <laughs> uh, so we uh, get during oh. Tom's big uh, meeting with the press. Go ahead. Sorry, someone uh, official Rizk R I Z K says, "Are we forgetting that Aaron is the only logical person to make the call that Kirkman is the designated survivor?" How, how Wait, I'm sorry, say that again? That Are we forgetting, he says, that Aaron is the only logical person to make the call to make Kirkman the designated survivor. But, yeah, but I mean, uh, the chief of staff said that that call had to come from somebody higher up than him. And I, Aaron's not higher up than the chief of staff. Wait, what? And Aaron the, is chief of staff. You talking about the, the, the secretary? Yeah, the previous uh, the secretary of state? No, the previous president's uh, chief of staff. The, the guy that was on hiding Charles or whatever. Yeah, Langdon. Was. That Langdon, yeah. So he said the call had to call call had to come from somebody higher up than him, but he doesn't know who it was. And Aaron's not higher up than Langdon. At the time, he's he was closer. Wasn't. No, but at the time, he wasn't. He was still. Yeah. What was, was his position under the last presidency? He, he was, wasn't chief of staff then. No, because that was chief, Langdon was chief of staff. Yeah. Right. What was Aaron? He, he was lower than the chief of staff. I don't know exactly what his position was. Yeah. So it couldn't come deputy, from deputy. Yeah. He wasn't still in the mailroom, obviously, yeah. but <laughs> he wasn't chief of staff. Yeah, he was deputy chief of staff. He would not have had power. Yeah, good call. We got a great discussion going on. I love the live chat. Shout out to you <laughs> guys. Fantastic. Uh, so, Tom wants to try to start this way of governing by holding a town hall meeting. Have you, ever, have you guys ever gone to a town hall meeting for anybody running for office ever? No. no. Would you ever go? Oh, yeah. 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 I find it would be very interesting. What, what, um, I always wonder how staged the questions are. You know, when you look at how, I, I, don't, I don't think they're, you know, you know, I think what's going to be talked about because you know what the, you know, big things are. Um, you know it's probably going to be asked, but you don't know the specific questions. 
Unless you're Hillary Clinton, and then you could unleash by CNN. Well, but. so well, <laughs> th- then do you agree that the last question where we were some other talking about gun control? I, great question. Sh- yeah, but but something that they clearly did not expect. Had no idea. I thought well, they should. I, actually, they should have expected it, considering his wife just made comments on it. Somebody could have just tried to throw yeah. a wrench in his perfectly yeah. staged town hall. Or yeah. yeah, or if she kind of lied about what the question she really wanted to ask to ask that question. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, she could have done that, or they just didn't do a good job of kind of vetting those questions. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he wants to go and do that. And overall, it's, I, what I love first is that the, the scene, and I always like these in the movies where, or TV shows where they always do like the the prep, the prep work for a, a, a either oh, a debate or a town hall meeting where great. they yeah. where you get to see like the the chief of staff and everybody else. And it's like you know, nope, you're being too mm-hmm. professor, uh, professorial, you're being too dry, too talking about you know like numbers and stuff. You gotta mm-hmm. talk about the people. Gotta gotta re- relate to them. It's that balance which I thought they did a great job in this episode of politics versus person you know and trying to bridge that gap which is something we've talked about in the past of you don't want to be too political you know you want to be different you want to be the president who is also just someone who the people can trust and relate to and you talk to them and talk with them you know and i thought they did i thought they did a very good job there's a an episode like in in the west wing where back when he was running for his uh, second term and he was going up against uh james brolin who was the republican candidate and the idea was like he was more like the homespun kind of country wisdom kind of guy, but not really that bright. And then President Bartlett, of course, being you know the the very well educated person that he was, the idea was like, well, people might be turned off by being so, somebody so educated leading the country, as opposed to somebody that they could feel like they could have a beer with. Mm. And Bartlett says, you know, no, yeah, you don't want somebody you can have a beer with. You want somebody that can you know make the smart the the tough decisions and be smart and intelligent and lead you folks. Do you want that out of a president? Do you want to have that kind of? You want to feel like your president is very intellectual but still relatable. I want to see both. I want the best of everything. There you go. I do too. <laughs> um, I, it's, uh, do you want to hang with the president, or do you want him to be able to govern and lead this country effectively? Um, I think here's the thing. My view on the president is that anyone can you know, govern in terms of the best president doesn't need to have his hand in the pot of everything. He needs to be like a spoke-in-the-wheel president. And yeah, I was a political science minor. We studied this as two types of presidents. You can be someone who has your hand in everything, and I want to be able to make this decision on everything, and I'll be able to approve of everything. That's exhausting, you know? And I, the president should not be an expert. There's no president who's going to be an expert on everything. So the fact of trying to play that off of someone who is an expert, you know, their knowledge is an inch deep and a mile wide. So you need to be a successful president. You need to be able to govern and um, be able to hand off your duties and delegate yes Mm -hmm. and I think that is the best type of president and you're someone who you can relate to but it's also someone who can delegate and be like okay I'm going to nominate this person I'm going to nominate this person I'm going to be able to trust these people and appoint those around me to do the best job I, I agree, and I think specifically for Kirkman in this episode, he had no choice. He had to be both. Like, he mm-hmm. had to be mm-hmm. both personable and show his knowledge because prior to this point, he was either being criticized for, like, being completely unprepared or, you know, people just not knowing him. Like, who is this guy? Why is he qualified? So he really had a, a tall order here to just hit all the points and really just be that perfect mix of everything because I think, the you know... Yes, the American people developed a lot of sympathy for him after that shooting, but they still expected nothing less. They need to know, like, okay, we've gotten past that. Are you still actually the guy to do the job? And he, you know, I think he hit it out of the park. I wish they would have asked that porno co- <laughs> question. Because you said at the end, it's like, oh, that went, that went over too well. Because you felt like it was just too easy for him? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I, I thought, 
I, I guess the way they they made the suspense of that final question, yeah. I thought it was gonna go so yeah. left. I felt Me like they were too. building it up to take a nosedive, right? and then and then it ended up being like a really sincere, like you know, somber moment, which which was good. I just was like, oh, okay, I could have, I, I would have liked a wild card there, but I guess that's what the prep scene was for to give us that mm-hmm. like comedy and- I felt like that moment when he when the that general was talking about like uh, you know can I how are we going to bring back jobs to Virginia yeah. and his Great moment answer. stopped yeah. and he was like no this isn't about me this is about you and just being br- brutally honest and saying like I can't tell you that your jobs are going to come back because they're not yeah, I they, liked that moment. They did a great. I think this whole episode we're talking about. You know his policies for the first 100 days. All of them are current topics. Yeah. I mean, he's talking healthcare. He's talking jobs. He's talking global warming. Uh, I'm trying to think about trade, uh, immigration. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, yeah, that's current. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, people are talking about that. Yeah. So they did a very good job of making it that uh, people can relate. And having that answer about the jobs, man. No president would ever give that answer. That was bold. He's like, if they told you that, they lied to you. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. We're like, yep. man, look at this Wait dude. <laughs> yeah, great. Loved it. Yeah, no, I got to respect somebody that's going to be, you know, even if you don't want to hear that truth, you need to be told it because it's like, I don't want to be lied to. And then I, then you're all of a sudden you've elected somebody and then you start resenting them for not delivering on their promises when <laughs> it's something they could never really deliver on in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, then they also tackle the big gun control issue, which... Throughout this episode, Tom is saying, like, I want to stay away from third rail issues, social security, gun control, things like that. And he can't help but have it kind of come up because of his wife being asked that question when she's at a uh, at a luncheon. It was very interesting. I wonder why they chose gun control. I mean, as the poignant issue for to talk about. I mean, I guess it's something that is still a little middle of the road. Um, Maybe because he just got shot. Yeah, I guess that could be. Uh, that's true. I didn't even but think. But why like, not? Tie it together. What issue would you have preferred? Well, no, no, no. I, I, not again. I'm not saying it's a bad decision. I'm just wondering how they kind of came across that. But it, yes, uh, it makes sense all with all the uh, shootings. Uh, and I talked about this earlier of the the and policies. The yeah, and the policies that they chose, I felt maybe leaned it a little left uh, with the talk about him with the the guy with the jobs, and he said, you know, we're going to create a social program. To be able to get a public works program to get all these jobs. And he said, we're also going to give free education, you know, or not, you know, really good education for anyone who is out of work. So I thought that was interesting. Again, not necessarily good or bad, uh, but interesting that they decided to do that. And one person that is not necessarily in the the, uh, uh, Kirkman camp is Jack Bowman from Montana. Uh, former governor who became senator after the whole bombing. Total and, politician. Yes, and he, uh, big, gun guy, big gun guy, big gun advocate. So not happy when he starts hearing about the president's wife making a comment like that. It's like, who's really running the office? Is it her? Is it him? What's How long deal? do you see him lasting? Two episodes? Over think, under. Is that his political adversary now? Like... I don't know. I, I could I could see two. I don't know. I don't think. I don't over think under that. two. I gave you an over. You got to go over under. It's either he's done next episode or he stays for three. What's your choice? I'm going to go under. Say one. What do you got, ladies? I'm going to go over. I say three. Um, <laughs> I s- I'll venture and say three as well. Hmm. Um, and I, I feel like this Bowman character is somebody that we absolutely would see in politics today. Um, just with his hard stance and um, if they do want to take the show in the direction of talking about governing like that is someone that he'd encounter in, D- in DC and like that's a real actual um, hot button issue that he's going to have to tackle and 
they gave him that one. So yeah, I. F- because I feel like the way the show is, an ex- they're accelerated pacing. There hasn't been an issue, even at the beginning, where we had all the uh, the Muslim issues. Was it uh, in Michigan? I believe mm-hmm. we, yeah. that Detroit. lasted like uh, like a couple episodes, and that was it. So I don't know if like we go more than two episodes dealing with uh, an issue, unless he's somehow connected to the conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then we got a season. Oh, my. Then we got the whole damn season. <laughs> I'm gonna go under, by the way. Okay, why? Uh, I, I don't see it going two or three. I see it being an issue that they come to an agreement next week. It makes Kirkman look good. Bada bing, bada boom. He solves it, and he looks good. Um, Ivan says, uh, just next week, and that's it. Uh, Michael Martinez says, over for sure, but hoping under. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about Alex, too? Because this is a different role for her, too, as well, where all of a sudden now her comments are being perceived as comments that are coming from the White House. And now she's got to go on TV and backpedal those comments without, uh, like, making her seem like, you know, she's, you know, cowering, but still, uh, well, but also not as she's speaking for the administration. I thought it was very similar to being, again, being a first lady versus being just a wife and a mother and a woman. And I thought they did it very well. I thought she killed it. I thought she mm-hmm. did a great job. It didn't make her seem like she was, like, weak or backpedaling. It seemed like she was just being honest, honestly. And I just thought, I think she did a great job in the interview. And, and it's under, it was, the whole situation was understandable. Like, why he felt that she should say something afterwards. And why she said something in the first place. Like, everything made sense. None of it was like, why did you do that? Like, it was all, I mean, well, how is she going to get out of that situation? I gotta say, she's killing it. Like, has her character ever really, like messed up bad right and like not <laughs> redeemed herself yet no like she's, she's very classy always she's so classy she's so always classy. on point she's always understanding no matter what happens to their family she always gives great advice i'm like damn like i'm not mad at it i'm just saying <laughs> she's killing it and i but i like how they they only played that portion of the clip they because without that it like the context of her saying after that statement like i don't have all the answers but i think these are questions that need to be asked I feel like that that frames it in a way where it's just like, you know, this is just something to be talked about. I'm not trying to dictate, you know, some kind of uh, the administration's policy about this. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, – so, but then we also like – I have Tom has uh, some people from the Senate come in, and basically he has his little speech. Well, you know, I'm an independent, and, you know, I feel like this is a really cha- great time for us now in this kind of new landscape that we are, that we can really try to build a new government, or a truly bipartisan government. And I, I, I like this uh, olive branch to uh, Bowman's. And, you know, I know we're not going to agree eye to eye on this, but I think we should work hard to at least come to some consensus that we agree with. Do you think that he might have been too trusting in that situation, that everyone would be on board? I think, I, I think in that moment he was. Because, I mean, Bowman just like, yep, I'll do whatever you want, sir, and then went right back out and said, like, eh, nope. Uh, we're going to introduce this really cool bill that I've already got. It's like got. high school. <laughs> you think everything's fine. It's like, oh man, Becky actually hates me. Sure, you can do <laughs> that. That's not really yeah. like. Ooh, someone pointed out in the live chat, and they are correct. IMDb has Bowman at five. Oh, oh you're right. Lady. Five. That's, oh. right. That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Man, so that. Well oh, done. My goodness. Well done, official Rizg. <laughs> Uh, which then I feel like this way that's going then is leading us to two episodes from the season finale. So then I feel like those last that's two episodes, it? yeah, because that'll, that'll bring us up to episode twenty. Oh, and then I feel like crazy. they can't talk about gun control for five more episodes, though. Well, maybe there'll be there's got to be something else. Yeah, maybe he'll be like the conservative voice. 
Well, because at least like the way those scenes from the next week's uh, previous, like with Hook Stratton, it's like get out of the way. So I feel like Hook Stratton and him aren't going to see eye to eye either. Because Hook Stratton's liberal, right? And she's Republican. Uh, she is Republican. They said that. Um, yes. In that scene with Alex and Emily, I mean, um, that's Emily right. Because Aaron. he's a, Aaron's, Aaron's never yeah. That's right. Or he's in on the card carrying. So it's interesting that they would bring up another Republican voice. Wait, what'd you say? No, he's in on the conspiracy. Of course he is. <laughs> 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 Uh, so of course Tom says, "Hey, you know we got to go to war because Bowman's introduced this bill. Uh, it's very, it's very soft. But if he doesn't support it, it seems like he was a hypocrite in the town hall. Mm-hmm. But if he goes with it, it's there's so many loopholes in it. Struggle of politics. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like Tom is not going to go down without a fight for this. Mm-hmm. No, he uh, he's got his game face on. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to say, I feel like this is probably just the. I said last week was a perfect amount of Leo. I was fine with this amount of Leo that we got here in this episode. Christine, I know you're a big Leo fan. Yeah, he came in clutch in that little scene. Like, mm, Twitter thinks he's killing it. Like, yeah, they, he's not a total idiot. Alex like, said he was growing up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we saw just enough. Like, just, like a little salt bay. Like, just a little bit. Boom. That's it. <laughs> no more. That's salt it. Salt bay. Nice. Uh, I know Brene is our fellow uh, Leo fan. Yes, I will say it did help that. Tom Kirkman brought in pizza while we saw Leo because <laughs> I like pizza but I hate Leo but them together made it like I could deal with it you know so they said pepperoni and vegetarian do you think Leo is a pepperoni guy or a vegetarian guy he seems like the guy who's like no I don't want pepperoni I want vegetarian like get yeah, me the I veggies can see that. I can you see know that. and then they're like fine and no one else likes the veggie pizza but they get it anyways for Leo and then he like only has two slices and then throws around and then the rest <laughs> is left over and that's why we hate Leo <laughs> Uh, would you, uh, if Leo and you were sitting there with the pizza, would you stay and eat the whole pizza with Leo? Would you sit there and have a full pizza dinner with Leo? Like, was it really good pizza? It's a, I Chicago deep dish. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought I was hungry or not. I've never had you, Chicago deep Would you be dish. silent during this whole meal because you don't yeah. want to talk to Leo? Let's eat our pizza I, Could I have my phone on me? No. I'd still stay for the pizza. <laughs> 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 I love pizza, man. Veggie and, or pepperoni? Pepperoni. Yes. Who, yeah. are, are you going veggie or pepperoni? Oh, before, I'm not going anything without meat. No, <laughs> I mean, come on. Give me pepperoni, sausage, bacon, yes. extra bacon, more bacon, and bacon on top of that. Canadian bacon. Wow. Okay. Really so you just want crust. Bacon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sauce, a light coating sauce, and just meat. Cheese is optional at that point. Oh, cheese is... You know, my uh, my thought process is if you can see the pizza through the extra mozzarella cheese that you put on there, it's not enough. You know, I thought maybe Michael only eats Oreos in a gross way, but then... <laughs> it's I also pizza. eat lots of meat pizza, yeah. Is that, are you, so you totally... If you go to Pizza Hut, it's meat lovers all the way for you. Oh, absolutely. All right. And I go so far as to say, for the female that I might be looking for... I don't know if I could. I don't think I could date a vegetarian. Gotcha. Come on now. All right. I, on my Instagram, you notice I had a, a spaghetti and meatball pizza. Yeah. <gasps> yes. What? I did see Wait, that. Wait, where? Uh, down in Santa Ana. It's, uh, That's a drive, but a drive it's I'll really, make. Yes. Uh, go there on a Saturday night. You get spaghetti and meatball pizza. Let's take a look at I'm that. I'm gonna ask one. you after yes. the show's done. Uh, so uh, I guess as we get ready to start uh, wrapping this up here, I think we should start talking about what we think may happen in the future. Uh, yeah. Oh, I had something else to... Yes, go for it, Michael Klaus. Um, oh, what was I going to... No, 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 go for your thing. Go for prediction. Oh, can we start on that side of the table? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. Michael, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what a great deflection. Um, <laughs> Just... Man, I... 
I don't think there's going to be any more explosions. You know, they really teased that, oh, look at all these future things that could happen. I I think the security is so heightened. I just saw, I see those as other, I see those as more other possible targets and not actually like actually going to happen. I know we actually on our AfterBuzz Twitter page put out the quiz of do you see any more future targets happening? Mm-hmm. No. I also see um, the president winning the battle with Bowman. Um, in the gun. I see him using one of his legal loopholes because they were asking, you know, at the end of the episode, hey, do we know any amendments or how can we put this together? I see, you know, him and Alex using their, you know, legal wisdom and being able to overpower. And I'm still saying Aaron's good. Still on the Aaron train. (laughs) Um... I'm going to have to agree with you that I don't think any explosions will happen. I think, actually, they will find a way to get ahead of that situation, and it'll end up being, like, a hallmark of his presidency that he stopped all of these further future attacks from happening um, and being the phoenix that rose from the ashes, like he said mm-hmm. um, in this episode. Um, and as far as Aaron, I see... Yeah, I just see Hookstra manipulating him and then maybe him possibly jumping back to Kirkman's team. I don't know. I I don't mm. see him exiting this landscape by any means. So um, that's all I got. I don't. It would seem weird if like because I, I I do wonder where Aaron, what they're going to do with Aaron because yeah. I feel at some point he's not going to stay with Hook Stratton, so then he's going to break off. But could he go back to the Kirkman administration? That would seem weird. I would. That would be weird. It would be weird, but I don't think it's like far off. I see him. Show, I see him know? as a total exit. Uh, if if he does leave, I mean, I'm not saying he does leave because he's listed as 22 episodes all the whole season on IMDb. But I'm seeing that if he if he leaves Hookstrat and then he's gone, I don't see him going back to Kurt. I think that'd be weird. Yeah, because then because I feel like would you lose some credibility in the DC political scene if you're yeah, just flip flopping between yeah Republican and Democrat? I don't know. Uh, I would think I feel like we're going to see these terrorists uh, these bombings set up. I feel like that's going to be a lot of drama. They're going to try to stop something from blowing up. So I feel like we're going to get to the step where one of those targets is one of those landmarks that we saw is going to be the target, and they're going to finally find which one and stop them just at the last moment before something blows up. But I figure we have to like milk it for everything we can. At least until the finale. That's right. We get to see the counters <laughs> timing down and all that stuff. Um, and then you know I'm going to say like Hannah and Atwood. They're going to they're going to they're going to kiss. <laughs> What? He's weird, married. No, what? No, it's not going well for those two. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. What about I, Chuck? I think Chuck will get some play. No, what about Chuck? Nah, he's homeless that. now. He doesn't have a home. <laughs> I, the, part of me is thinking that Chuck might be bad. What? No. He could be. I I don't know. Part of me just keeps, then keeps he's thinking this. What? Because what, what guy in on it is like, you know what? You can blow up my apartment. No. That's my, where my stuff Unless is. Unless that's stuff not really that's his I... apartment. <laughs> he actually lives somewhere else. I don't know. I'm too paranoid for this show. You but are. But I will <laughs> say, I think that Emily and Aaron are going to start hanging out again at some point before the end of the season. Yeah. And I agree with Frank on, not Atwood and Hannah, no. but I agree with you on, uh, I think they're going to be like chasing after what they think the next, next terrorist attack will be and then stop it. Or maybe stop most of it, and there will be one, something like that. But last minute, like, will you? Yeah. 
Stephen Kirkman will just like rip off his suit and then become Jack Bauer, <laughs> and the timer will just go Someone down. Someone in here I mentioned. Like, I think Aaron's gonna come run. On. I you think know? it was the truth in here mentioned that he really wants to see Jack Bauer for like I just a couple too. seconds. <laughs> I do. I mean, that's why I signed up for the show to be real. I was like, I love that character. <laughs> I love. Well, I love Kiefer. I love the idea, but like, I did really want to see just a little sprinkle of that. You know, kick-ass Jack Bauer persona. At least towards the end. I mean, you gotta stop a bomb. Like that's classic Jack Bauer. Like no, that's true. Classic Jack. Come but on. it was cool to see him funnel it in more of a like charismatic, empathetic way during that town hall meeting. I felt like, man, all right, this guy's really delivering it. I thought yeah. Kiefer really uh, nailed those scenes there. Mm-hmm. All uh, right, Renee, just another question because you're so paranoid. Yes. If you were living in the world of the show, would you even leave your apartment? No. You would just stay there because you, you could never trust anybody. Yes. Uh, what a lonely so I have cats they, I just have the pizza guy just keep delivering I have the pizza guy Zeno's pizza there you go hit me up but slide not, into my DMs but not even <laughs> <laughs> but not even deliver it to you it'd have to be like at a third party location or something because yeah, it couldn't come I right to your door put you in my like it. neighbor's address and then be like oh sorry I was visiting and then get the pizza and then go back to my place get them to cater our after wow. show yeah. Zeno's. Zeno's hit them up Um, So what I was going to say is a little quiz. Emily Rhodes gets promoted to chief of staff Mm -hmm. for the president. In the history of the U.S., how many female chiefs of staff have there been? Two, one, or zero? Gosh. I'm going to say zero? Ladies? I'm going to say one. I'm going to say zero. Never have there been... That's so sad, but I'm happy I was right. Oh, <laughs> I, like I was being <laughs> optimistic. I guess that was right. I, I, girl, I felt you. I wanted to be like yeah. one, two. Yeah, I thought it was a trick question. That's what I was like. Mm, I was because I, I was thinking when they did that, and I was like, I'm trying to think my recent memory, and I don't remember there ever being a female chief of staff. Well, as we're getting ready to wrap up, I feel like we should all have one more of these Oreo cookies. I just, I don't know I'm if I can full. do it. You can do it, Michael Klaus. You, you got to do a Go four or five. Come on. I, I, I kept seeing you out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, don't be judging me. Not at all, honey. Can you guys, can you, can you feel the judgment going on here? <laughs> uh, all right, I'll be yeah. quiet. There you go. I feel like those Oreos are less um, put together than the OG Oreos. You know less the OG? Oh I mean, like, you know how the OG Oreos are, like, stuck together? Like, that's a cookie. Like, those felt like someone, like, got, like, the cream middle and then, like, like, like quickly threw it together. Is this how they do the cream middle? <laughs> They're, like, holding it like a little sheet this of paper? This presentation isn't good enough for you? No. There's a good amount of cream in there, though. I will oh, say like that. Yeah. I think that these yeah. are all handmade sandwich you know, Oreo cookies. <laughs> like somebody's just like, mm, thought. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that! how they're made. <laughs> they're not handmade. <laughs> no, that's a shame. Take a look. <laughs> <Made. They're> not <laughs> handmade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode that's of the Survi- Destination Survivor After Show. But more importantly, folks, tweet at us. Let us know what flavor of Oreo you want here next week. That's the most important thing overall. Yes. Most important. And our poll on AfterBuzz. Very true. Yeah. But also like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Loved hearing all your thoughts and comments about the show. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Renee, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, sextingandthecity.com. And go read what you're thinking when he's not texting you back. I don't know you know what he's thinking. But you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at the only MC. Again, got lots of donut and food pictures. I just got back from Denver today, like four hours ago. Glad to be back. Sorry I missed last week. But he Excited came here tonight. He could have stayed at home, but he came here. Could have brought the donuts. Ooh, maybe next week. Bring that. 
so we can supplement the Oreos. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Hit me up. I'm going to make another Target run this week. So we need to know what Oreos you want. Let Ooh. us know. We are doing a good service to the Oreo lovers out there and letting you know why or whether or not you should waste your money. That's right. That's right, folks. Uh, you will not be wasting your money with Cinnamon Bun. Oh, Cinnamon yeah. Bun. I tell you that no, right they're now. they're good. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you back here next Wednesday night with another episode of the Designated Survivor After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Adios. Adios. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 